Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. We got a special guest in the studio today for the Dan Bongino podcast, given that the radio show isn't happening um, today. A lot of stories about that one. We got uh, producer Jim from the radio show. Jim, come on over. Say hello. Uh, wave hello to the audience in case you think producer. No, no, come on in. And it's just, just your hand. All you right. got to like show yourself. In the- there he is. Producer Jim. Hello. Nice wave. Came here to say hello. Wanted to get a little bit of the Florida sun. We love Texas. Now we got the whole crew. We got producer Joe, producer Jim, producer Guy. We got the three musketeers. All he needs Mike to join us. We have a little party. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. Here's what I got for you today. You know, folks, the saddest part about what's going on right now is, you know, COVID thankfully didn't finish us off. Thankfully. I mean, it didn't. There's been an enormous amount of division, politicizing of this virus, but it didn't finish us off. But what will finish us off, ironically, are vaccine mandates. That's what's going to do us in. I'm going to start today with Alex Berenson, an article, a Substack article on that. And uh, a chant that broke out at a Democrat rally in Virginia, which should make you all laugh. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Oh. Joe, yeah, I, wow. I'm going to need yeah. a moment to recover from now. Joe has been yeah. very, yeah. very excited this morning, which is good. He's oh. probably excited because he's seen the show already. Oh, yeah. And he knows what's coming, and the content today is off the charts, so stay tuned. But starting off, number one, you know, the irony of the uh, coronavirus and the, the pandemic is that, it, you know, um, it didn't finish us off. As I said, thanks to the Lord, I'm not using his name in vain, I don't do that. Capital T, capital L. Didn't finish us off. The greatest irony of all is the vaccine mandates probably will. They are dividing the society. They are destroying us. They are creating a public safety mess, a national security mess, an education mess, a sanitation mess, a firefighting mess, an EMT mess, a hospital mess, a healthcare mess, a political mess, a radio mess, given my ongoing fight with Cumulus, whose dumb idea it was to do a vaccine mandate too. Really stupid. They just can't figure it out that people will do their own research with their own doctor and talk to their own healthcare professionals to determine what goes in their body when and why. You understand the left loves this. That's why you talk to the overwhelming majority of Democrats who, by the way, bash the vaccine under Donald Trump. So you have no credibility. Shut your mouths. You have no credibility. Nobody's listening to you, but your goofball leftist totalitarian Stalin loving relatives. Serious people are laughing at you. You were the same people who crapped all over the vaccine when Trump's team was developing it. And now that Biden slides in the Oval Office, you all of a sudden love the vaccine and everybody must take it or they must be crushed, fired and humiliated. You have no credibility, so please shut your pie holes. No one's listening. We're all laughing at you, okay? But they're not laughing. The left loves this division, folks. They love it. They need it. They worship division. Why? It's one of the golden rules of politics I told you about a long time ago. And it's this. The left can never, ever win on their own agenda. They can't. Please hear me out. You, I, I can prove it to you. Outside of crazy districts, the ones that elected Nancy Pelosi, and uh, 
you know, uh, Ro Khanna and those types. When you go to middle America in swing districts, the districts that matter and determine the power centers in this country, you will never, ever find a Democrat running on, I want more of your money to higher taxes, your kid's education is mine, and government should take over health care and we should tell you what to do. You just won't see it. So my point here is the Democrats never run on their own agenda. Their agenda has always been, we will protect you from the other guys. That makes sense? Because they can't run on what they stand for. They win elections based on attacking the other guy, GOP, the GOP and conservatives, and saying how awful they are and saying, look, we'll protect you. That is right. exactly why, they, Joe and I have been talking about this for years. That is exactly why these vaccine, vaccine mandates matter to you. This has nothing to do with the vaccine. Democrats fully understand that natural immunity is a very real thing. They are not stupid. They want you to get the vaccine so they can play their division game again. Look, we're protecting you against those evil conservatives and patriots. Those Republicans, they want everyone to die. Look, they don't want to mandate vaccines. It's a political weapon for them. That is it. Garland's part of this, too. You may say the vaccine mandate. No, it's not about the vaccines, the division strategy. Look, we're here to protect you against those evil parents showing up at school board meetings. Don't vote for our ideas, but we'll definitely protect you against those domestic terrorist parents. We'll definitely protect you against those people. They don't want to get the vaccine. They want to spread the virus. They want you dead. This is what they do. Division is their agenda. It's their only agenda. Here, Alex Berenson in an excellent new Substack article. Subscribe to his Substack if you want COVID truth. He used to write for the New York Times. Now he's come to his senses and writes for himself where he can speak the truth. Here's the headline. I have this in my newsletter today if you want to click on it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. COVID didn't crash the healthcare system, but the vaccine mandates might. In the piece, ladies and gentlemen, he has some screenshots. Number one, he has of an article at Gothamist. FDNY, that's the fire department of New York City for the liberals. One in five ambulances and fire companies could be offline this Monday as New York City workers fight the vaccine mandate. It's all about public health, folks. All about public health. The verdict is in. Oh, wait. People will die. Hey, thank you, Bernie. So one of Jim's friends gave us a new gavel. Um, looks more like a meat pounder, Whoa. but this is quite the Whoa. gavel. But thank you. Um, this may be actually a... Officer Rick-style weapon from The Walking Dead, equivalent of the axe. So, <laughs> wow. But thank you. It's the definitely thought that can we appreciate it, Mr. Gavel Square Hammer Thor Hammer guy. So we'll put that right up there on the desk. Thank you for that. <laughs> but the verdict is in with the regular gavel. The left doesn't care. This is So just to be clear, the vaccine mandates about public health, while fire, the fire department of New York runs the EMT service as well and the paramedics, so one in five of them could be offline Monday due to the vaccine mandate. But don't worry, Armacost. It's all about public health. No all worries right. at all. Nothing to see here, folks. Oh, it gets worse. You think it's just the fire department where 20% of the workforce could go offline Monday? Oh, no, it doesn't stop there. Here's an email Alex Berenson shared on his Substack. I'm not sharing classified information. It's on the Substack piece. Here's an email he got from a healthcare worker. He or she says, hey, I got an email from a hospital in New York City thanking me for my interest in a position and wanting me to send more information. The last time I submitted the employment application to this hospital was in the spring of 2015. 
Did you hear that right? I can't imagine what kind of shape they're in pulling information from so many years ago. Public health, folks. It's all about public health. So many hospital workers are leaving due to the vaccine mandates. They're pulling job applications from 2015. It's uh, Joe, fact check here. It's 2021. Am I right? Uh, Am I in the ballpark? Yep. Ballpark. Okay, Jim, ballpark. Okay, 2020. Thanks, guys. 2021. So you say it's all about public health, despite public health people in the EMT and paramedic service leaving, hospital employees working, uh, leaving so much so they're pulling applications from 2015. Well, surely the damage ends there. No, 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 it doesn't. Nope, not there. Here's a New York Post article about the vaccine mandates. Cumulus, you should listen up to this. Trash is piling up in New York City and sanitation workers blame de Blasio's vaccine mandate. So now you have no EMTs. You have no paramedics. Your healthcare workers are leaving. You have garbage in the streets because sanitation workers aren't showing up for it. Good job. Good job, fellas. Great job. What would we do without government planners and corporate entities telling us what to do all that? What would we do without them? Our corporate overlords. Okay, Dan. Are you got garbage in the streets. No healthcare workers. No EMTs. No paramedics. It's really not that bad. Oh, yeah, it gets worse. You want your power back on? Check out this article by PJ Media. So I'm not sure if you understand. This is in my show notes today. I encourage you to read it in the newsletter. Exclusive. How long were vaccine authoritarians sit in the cold and dark? By Stacey Lennox, PJ Media. This is a fascinating piece. My brother is a local three electrician up in New York, and I didn't know this. Apparently, there are a number of different union work agreements uh, for linemen. Linemen, you know, the one when electric lines go down in storms? Yeah. They go up there and they fix it, right? I didn't know this, Joe. So apparently there's a bunch of different regional work agreements where if the Northeast has a storm, a bunch of people are there in advance from other states and regions yeah. to get the lines back up. Yeah, none of them want to go up to the Northeast now uh, because of the vaccine. Man, Good job. Good job, fellas. Man. Good job. So garbage in the streets, no electricity, no EMTs, no paramedics, This, no health care workers. This is going great, great. The verdict is it. My Secret Service coin just flipped. I hit it so hard. Awesome. The verdict for the three. You got the third time. You guys are geniuses. What would we do without you geniuses in government? Surely it ends there. No, no, it doesn't end there. doesn't end there either. It's not just the EMTs and paramedics in the fire department. Apparently, it's the firefighters too. Here's a tweet by Carol Markowitz, who's great. She says, firefighters in New York City are now warning New Yorkers of the vaccine mandate consequences. Warning that upwards of 3,500 firemen may be uh, not showing up to work here. And it goes through all the math about firehouses, how you may now be in danger too. It says, quote, how will this affect you? You know, almost half of the FDNY is about to get laid off because of the mandates. You guys are doing a great job. Cumulus, great job too. Excellent work here. You guys are fantastic. Super smart. Wait till I tell you some of the Cumulus stories too. You guys are just awesome. Okay, so now your house burns down. There's no EMTs, no healthcare workers, no paramedics, garbage in the street. You can't get the power back on because linemen won't come to New York. Sounds like this is going great. Yeah. Um, now yeah. we really, really, I, but, but Joe, but, but by the left's, by, by the left's vision of America, by the way, it is going great. This is exactly mm -hmm. what they want because they love division. Um, now your your NYPD public safety situation in New York City is about to deteriorate dramatically too. New York Daily News. This is a left-leaning paper, by the way, far left, the New York Daily News. 
NYPD top cop urges COVID vaccinations before Friday deadline. That could send a quarter of the NYPD workforce home without pay. So cops, firemen, healthcare workers, sanitation workers, linemen, EMTs, paramedics. This is just going great, isn't it? This is just great. How the, are you so stupid? How are you so stupid? Gee, I'm looking at, did you put that cat lady thing in there? Oh. <laughs> swear i thought she put that in there that would be hilarious very good very good i'll get to that in a second um before we get to that i just want to play this video again showing you how bad this thing is getting here's video of a healthcare worker out in california bravely worked through the pandemic when nobody knew what the r not was there was no vaccine or anything and it's now being escorted off the property because they don't get the vaccine mandate. I want you to look at this. This is what we've turned into. These savages in, the, in, in corporate and government America. These politically correct loser a-holes who are destroying the entire country. Here, check this out. What's up, everybody? So I am being ushered out of my place of business, my work. I got brought in the office while during work, taking care of patients like I normally do, like I've done for the last year and a half. And now I am being ushered out of my own place of work like I'm an animal, like I'm a sick dog. And whereas my employer, Jeff Davis, hanging his head back there in shame, putting me and my family on the street, unable to feed my family now because that individual right there is just following orders. This is shameful. Take it no, sir, I will not. Yes, you have to do it for now, okay? Or what? We're asking you to leave you the property. Can, you he can't. already asked you, so now he's asking me. So, well, so you're going to have to get me out of here. You're going to have to... Go go for it. Okay. I'm getting ushered out of here right now because I don't have a freaking vaccine and they're firing me. Shameful, dude. Amazing. I mean, amazing. Amazing. That we got through this pandemic. We made it out of the other side. It didn't destroy us. Did a lot of damage. There's no doubt. A lot of damage. There was an enormous amount of political capitalization done. And the expense of dead bodies and the coronavirus plague. But it didn't finish us off. But these vaccine mandates will. Amazing. Amazing. The stunning irony of it. Here's another one. Here's an ESPN reporter. You think, okay, Cumulus, ESPN, EMTs, paramedics, fire department, NYPD, New York City sanitation, electrical unions, uh, healthcare workers in California and all across the country. Gosh, that sounds like it's done a lot of damage. It's even affected the sports industry. Allison Williams, a brave uh, uh, reporter for ESPN, obviously covers sports. That's what ESPN does. What's that? Formerly. Yeah, that's right. She's in, engaged in some family planning. Um, I'm not nosy. I just know that because she said it on Tucker's show last night and already had COVID, therefore has natural immunity and decided she was going to get the vaccine. So she had to leave her job too because, you know, the vaccine mandates and public health and all. Here, check this out. This wasn't uh, a vaccine that I was comfortable with receiving at this time, given our, our desires to grow our family. I knew I wasn't at high risk for COVID. I then got COVID. It was a very mild illness for me. So there really was no compelling health reason for me to get this injection. It really just came down to keeping my job. And I want to make it clear, I'm not anti 
anti-vax, but right. I am absolutely anti-mandated. These are wrong. Uh, it, it violates bodily autonomy. When we allow corporations or governments to tell us what is best for our health, that is a scary place to be. And I really felt compelled, Tucker, to stand up and, and speak out against these mandates, because I think if we don't, we really are opening ourselves up to some long-term ramifications of which we probably can't even imagine at this time. Allison Williams gets it. I've told you over and over, it's nothing to do with the vaccine. The same Democrats demanding you jam it in your body with the same ones crapping all over this vaccine when the Trump administration was in office. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. It has everything to do with the Democrats stealing away your bodily autonomy because it's the last, it's the last red line across. They need that. Once they hit the body blows of freedom and they teach you, they demand you give up sovereignty to your own body. Everything else falls. Every other, every other domino falls. Taxes, it's not your money. It's not your body. It's definitely not your money. Your kid's education, control over your kid's education. You don't even have control over your own body. Healthcare, control over your healthcare. <laughs> You're not even allowed to control your own body. Do you see why they're doing this? Allison Williams is a sports commentator. She's also way smarter than most of the liberal idiot talking heads who don't see what's happening right now. By the way, I got some more emails about people fired from Cumulus and they're devastating. I want you to know we're reading all of them. Person emailed me, said in their market, four out of 14 people were let go because of this vaccine mandate. Another guy emails me. I'll leave their names out of it. With Cumulus, 20 years, 20 years, never took a sick day, just callously let go. And you wonder why I'm fighting against them on this thing? I'm working on some options here too, folks. I haven't, uh, and I'm not taking a well-deserved anything, by the way. I don't want anybody issuing any statements for me. You want a statement about my show and my, you can come here every single day. All right, let me get to my second sponsor, and uh, then I want to just get a quick comic relief moment. And then yesterday, Merrick Garland exposing the entire plot right there, right there. Merrick Garland, the most, I'm not kidding, by the way, as Joe Biden would say, it's not hyperbole, it's not a joke, it really isn't. This is without a doubt the weakest, most pathetic human being to ever sit in the attorney general's office, this stumbling, bumbling buffoon. <laughs> What a moron, Merrick Garland. More on that coming up. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Here's a little comic relief before we get back to the Democrats' division agenda because they can't run on their own policies. So what do they have to do? They have to run on the don't worry, we will protect you from the other guys' policies. 
But before we get to that, Terry McAuliffe, the dreadful Democrat candidate for governor in the state of Virginia, and he raced its neck and neck. Election days on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. You got to vote in Virginia. You got to vote in New Jersey. Citarelli, Yunkin. Citarelli, Yunkin. Citarelli in New Jersey. Yunkin in Virginia. Please don't forget. It is important. It's critical. It is critical you get out and vote. It was a McAuliffe rally where uh, the rotting bag of bones in the White House, the Pino president name only Joe Biden showed up and uh, a chant broke out. The chant was, we love Biden. We love Biden. That's actually not what the chant said. This is at a rally in the bluest portions of Virginia in Arlington. And a chant broke out. And I, I got to tell you, it didn't sound like we love Biden. Check this out. Okay, that's all right. Why don't you hang out and talk to me after this is over, okay? Well, thank you. Look, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's right. This is not a Trump rally. We let him holler. We let him holler. I also like to thank members of the congressional delegation that are here. How do you know your campaign's in trouble when you're in the blue state of Virginia? in the deepest blue part in Arlington, Northern Virginia, where a lot of government workers who, you know, they're not knocking them, but a lot of them vote Democrat. That's just the way it is. I wish it weren't, but it is. And I'll tell you why at the end of the show, why government workers should never vote Democrat. Wait till you see what they're doing with your retirement money and your TSP. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Democrats. That's right. You know you're in trouble when you're in the deepest blue part of a pretty blue state and people start chanting, we love Trump, while Joe Biden's up on stage. All right, moving on. (laughs) That was great. Well, Democrats need strategic division. They did. This the whole purpose of the vaccine mandate. Division is their thing. Fear is their coin of the realm. The Democrats want you scared. They want you to believe people are coming for you. The white oppressor, the non-vaccine mandate people. They want you sick and dying all the time. The Democrats thrive on division. Why? Division and fear. That is their currency. When they have division and they have fear, they can come in like the white knight. Look, we are going to save you from these awful, dastardly conservatives. These liberty lovers are a danger to you. They're coming for you just like January 6th, the insurrection. They're going to burn down state capitals everywhere. Ironic because they were the ones actually burning down cities, their own cities, which is even more ironic. But Democrats need division. They need fear. Fear is their currency. When you're afraid, listen to me, please. When you're afraid, you will give up your liberty. And the Democrats know that. He was the worst attorney general in U.S. history. There's not even a clue. This guy makes Eric Holder look like a genius. Merrick Garland, a pathetic, sorry excuse for a human being. Here is him. On, uh, he was up on Capitol Hill yesterday. And I want you to watch the Democrats. This is Dick Durbin, tricky Dick Durbin, radical leftist uh, Democrat senator, doubling down on the Merrick Garland memo targeting parents who show up at school board investigations, school board meetings for investigations. Here, watch this. I've sent a letter to you, joined by others, saying this has to be taken seriously. These assaults in the name, so-called name of liberty are unacceptable. And your October 4th memo relative to schools and school board officials and their own peril at this point, I think should be mentioned. They're doubling down on targeting parents. They're not backing down one bit, proving my point that these people can't stand you. They are looking for any opportunity to target you, target your families. If you don't go along with their agenda, they want you afraid and they want you divided. 
That is why they are doing this right now. Here's Cory Booker, another dreadful Democrat senator from New Jersey. Got about 1% of the vote in the presidential election. I think I got more votes uh, running for uh, Congress than Cory Booker got voting for president. I'm just checking. I'd love to maybe have to, have to check that math on that. Uh, Cory Booker, a dreadful candidate. Notice what he does. He, he's defending this memo too, targeting parents. And he cites three incidents, three relatively minor incidents. And he compares the people in these three incidents to domestic terrorists. Notice what Cory Booker doesn't mention, however. He doesn't mention Antifa, BLM, the burning down of the Portland courthouse, the Department of the Interior invasion the other day. He doesn't mention any of that because those were leftist groups. He's talking about three isolated incidents of people who got out of hand. Here, check this out. The October 4th memo reads, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. Is that true? Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, it is true. It is true. I, I have a list of, of very disturbing incidents. In Texas, a parent physically assaulted a teacher. August 18th, 2021. In Pennsylvania, a person posted threats in social media which required pol uh, police to station outside of a school district. Law enforcement investigating the person. I could keep going. Ohio, a school board member was threatening letter that began with, we are coming from you. Domestic terrorism in the United States, sir, has it been more from overseas radical terrorists since 9-11 or more from homegrown terrorists, most of them being right-wing extremists? You sense that he had to throw that in at the end? Domestic terrorists, right-wing extremists. You see my point? You will only give up your liberty if you're afraid. The Democrats need you to be afraid of something. They need you in constant fear of the coronavirus. Look, those anti-vaccine mandate people, they want coronavirus to spread. You're going to die. Only way to give up your liberty is if you are afraid. And you have to be afraid of the, the white parents as well, domestic terrorists, the right-wing extremists. They're coming for you too. None of this is true. He cites three random incidents, but doesn't mention anything about Antifa, BLM, Burning down American cities, threatening Charlie Kirk. I got more on that later in his organization. Doesn't mention anything about that. We've had three incidents in the last hour of people threatening me on Facebook. He doesn't ask me about that. I thought we were doing political violence. They don't care. The best example I can give you is one I've used before about why the Democrats need fear. Corona is coming for you. Look, vaccine mandate to save you. The domestic white parents are coming for you too. Extremists, they're coming for you next. Do you remember The Walking Dead? Forgive me if you've heard this example before, but it explains so much. It was a, a the series, The Walking Dead, I used to watch until the stars of it turned into total woke nuts, so I gave it up. Can't get into it once they go woke. It's like I got to watch them and know they're woke idiots, so I'm like, I'm done. It's a story about zombies and the end of the world. It was pretty good for a while. So zombies take over the world, and there's only a few human beings left. And one of the places the human beings uh, go to uh, save themselves is they voluntarily walk into an abandoned prison because the prison's safe. Why would you voluntarily walk into a prison and close the doors behind you? Because you were afraid of something and you seek the safety and security of the prison. It's no different than what they're doing now. The Democrats need fear because they need you to walk into an ideological prison where you hand over your freedoms to the government. That's why they need fear all the time. Showing you how Merrick Garland, the most pathetic human being, a, just a grotesque failure of a human being, an embarrassment, 
thank the Lord, as Tom Cotton said, this guy is not in the Supreme Court, this epic failure. Merrick Garland was up there yesterday, and Mike Lee, who's a terrific senator out of Utah, Mike Lee pins him to the, in the corner and says, hey, listen, so your memo targeting parents who show up at school boards meetings was based on what kind of research? Notice how Merrick Garland acknowledges that it wasn't based on any research at all. It was based on news reports from the same media. I'm going to play a supercut from in a second. The discredited hack media. Here, check this out. Will you rescind your memo? Well, Senator, I, best of my recollection, I said that the impetus for the letter um, for my memorandum was that letter and also uh, reports um, of, of this kind of activity. What reports? I said again that uh, at the time that they were news reports um, that had um, uh, been published. And I think that uh, some of the other senators here have described some of those news reports. So just to be clear, the sitting attorney general of the United States with the power to take your freedom away through his law enforcement entity he oversees at the federal level, based his letter threatening parents who show up at school board meetings. He based his letter on a now discredited, a pulled back letter from the National School Boards Association that compared you to domestic terrorists. And secondly, on a bunch of media reports. Yeah, from the PP tape media. Now, the media, of course, is in on the scam. And here's the media with the assist. Here is a Tom Elliott from Graby and Supercut. It's about a minute and 20 of it. Of the media sensing they have an opportunity here to attack, target, and divide America by making middle-class parents look like the enemy. Here's the media with the assist. And notice how none of these people mention the real threat, the Antifa BLM terrorists at all. They mention parents at school board meetings. This is who Merrick Garland relied on. He just said it. You just heard it. Check this out. Violent-looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools. Individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos. These actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. This becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation. This may also mobilize even more law enforcement to to be at these meetings. It is dangerous to our children when the parents themselves are the school bullies. I think one of the worst things is the actions at the board meetings. Uh, You know, the, the, the calling of names, you know, you know, tyrant, Marxist, communist. We've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now. What on earth has happened in this country? Sometimes they're not even talking. They are yelling and creating chaos. Things have become so scary at these meetings. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. New laws may be necessary. There's always the possibility uh, that people will face criminal prosecution. For this kind of conduct. The FBI and federal law enforcement is tailor-made for that kind of national level coordination with state and local police. The attorney general has put out a letter. They will take actions they take. What does it mean that something that is generally boring and neutral, like a school board meeting, has become a locus for violence? You look at the rage, the anger, you think, what is this doing to the children in those homes and their mental health? There it is, folks, the media with the assist. Those lunatics, including Frank Fugazi, the uh, ridiculous kind of clown FBI agent, Fugazi, did you see him there? The guy who was like, 8-8, is a symbol for Heil Hitler. Remember that? I, remember that show, the clown show, Fugazi? There's Fugazi, clown Fugazi, and there's 
is a domestic <laughs> terrorism. This is what Merrick Garland's relying on. Again, this guy makes Eric Holder look like a mad scientist, like a just a genius, like an Albert Einstein level Stephen Hawking astrophysicist genius. This pathetic soul. Listen, tyrants need fear. They've always needed fear. And let me just tell you something. This focus on parents, ladies and gentlemen, is an effort to divide, scare, and frighten you. You need to double and triple down now. Flip a double-barreled middle finger to these government tyrants trying to scare you. Do it and do it today. Not only show up at these school board meetings, show up with two and three of your friends now. Do not back down. I just think back to my time in my prior line of work. Can you imagine if you got a memo in the Secret Service and you were on the Presidential Protection Division? Saying, listen, uh, we're not going to be protecting the president this week. We're going to go meeting. We're going to go meet with school boards about domestic terrorists attacking school boards. Well, what are we basing that on, sir? The president could die if we leave. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Priorities. We got to get out there. There were three incidents that Frank Fugazi told us about across the entire country of 330 million people. So we're going to abandon the White House. Can you imagine that? That's what the FBI is doing now if they comply with this. Yeah, go target parents. What about Al-Qaeda, AQAP, China, Russia? What about that stuff? No, 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 parents. Parents at school boards. That's it. Disgusting. Fugazi, Fugazi said it. It's got to be true. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. And then uh, the Soros Cat Lady Network. They sent out, a, they sent out like a press release article yesterday, the Cat Lady. That's freaking hilarious. So funny. We get so dramatic. We're going to rip the heart out of the disinformation economy. You know what I love about these people? Uh, they, this, uh, I don't, I'll get to it in a second because I just, I can't take the fake tough guy act. I can't, I can't, I can't take it. We're going to rip the heart out. So ridiculous and dramatic. They're actually creating billions of dollars, literally, not figuratively, of wealth in a parallel economy. So again, I want to thank the cat lady. I want to show you this silly article. We're going to rip the heart out. So freaking hilarious. Yeah, keep it up. Okay, so I discussed with you yesterday how George Soros, left-wing mega-donor, Reid Hoffman, uh, founder of LinkedIn, another left-wing kook, and, uh, and uh, Nardini, Jammy, the cat lady, how they're getting together to crush free speech in the country because uh, they're, they're communists. I mean, they don't run from it. They're proud of it. They're just, that's their thing. They're, all right, granted, they don't label themselves communists. They do things communists do, and they don't run from those tactics, not one bit. Um, so we're always proud to fight for liberty and fight back. So Nardini, you see her partner, Claire, and Nandini uh, Gee was kind enough to put the cat lady in there in case you're confused as who she was. They sent out this thing yesterday, very proud of their effort with George Soros to stop you from speaking. She says that, check my ads. She's like, we're ready to rip out the beating heart of the disinformation economy. A little, uh, little dramatic for the cat lady, but she doesn't get out of her house much. So, you know, I'm sure her cats are like, uh, she's probably like, you know, the ant man has control over the ants. You think Nandini has control over the cats? You think guys like she has a mental telepathic ability with the cats. And when she says like to the cats, Hey, cause she, you know, she doesn't have actually any human friends. She says something like, Hey, how does this sound? We're going to rip the beat. And the, and the cat's like, yeah, yeah, Nandini, you sound so tough. That sounds so great. She actually put this out. They're proud of this. They're proud of the fact that they want to stop free speech in the country. They're not running from it. They're not running from it. What they're actually doing is creating a parallel economy. They don't know. It. And they want more of this. This is why I bring this story up. In order to crush free speech, they have a couple different vehicles to try to do it. 
Um, they love their boycotts. That's all Nardini does. I mean, her and the she doesn't. You know, she doesn't boycott cat food companies though, which I find ironic. I think like the cats, maybe in their telepathic like they don't you dare you cut off my food supply. But what they want to do is they want to use media people like you just saw in the uh, Tom Elliott supercut. They want media people to target American citizens like school board parents and scare them. And then when you put out an article on a conservative website, what they're going to do is sick fake fact checkers on you, which are really left-wing radical um, opinion makers. They want more of this. Check out this article, The PolitiFact, which is um, probably, when I, it's, it's tough for me. Jim's here. I wish we had fact checker clown show, right? This is fact checker clown show. This is definitely fact checker clown show time. This is the Pointer Institute, another left-wing operation that runs PolitiFarce, otherwise known as PolitiFact. This is how they want to stop you from talking. So Ron DeSantis yesterday said, uh, he said, and I quote, the nation reported adding 194,000 jobs in September and Florida accounted for 84,500. So the way Nardini and Soros and Hoffman work is a sick PolitiFact on Ron DeSantis. And PolitiFact said this is half true. This is an article by another moron, uh, Lewis Jacobson, someone not, apparently not smart enough to do simple math. They know what they're doing. So they rated this number as fact-checked fact uh, uh, as half true, which is fascinating because when you actually read the piece, they acknowledge both numbers are accurate, that Florida did, in fact, have 84,500 jobs, and the nation reported 194,000 jobs. They say, but if you don't calculate the national number nationally, which is what makes it a national number, hello, McFly, and you count it state by state, they may have created a few more jobs nationally. So keep in mind, it's not half true. It's all true. They just don't like the interpretation of it. This is what they plan on doing, the cat lady. my Here's my, listen, these people will not succeed. They will have some temporary successes in the boycott realm, um, which, you know, which is actually doing the conservative ecosystem a favor because we have companies that want to be here and want to talk to you that don't really give a damn about boycotts. They don't. And if they do, I don't want them here anyway. So they're actually doing you a favor. But secondly, they're creating the parallel economy. We had locals, which uh, Rumble just partnered up with yesterday. You can get exclusive content from me. I've been doing like the Dan Bongino reality show on locals. I'm glad you enjoy it. Download the app today. The app was in the top 20 yesterday in social media. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Download the locals app. I can connect directly to you. There's no ad pressure or anything like that. Not that there's ad pressure otherwise, because I just don't care. Sorry, we only take on companies that I want to do business with and want to do business here. And if you don't, then don't. It works for us too. Okay, the cat lady moving on. You always need a cat lady update. Listen, the fight with Taiwan may be coming sooner than we expected. The fight with China over Taiwan, precision matters. I want to screw that up. But I just want to cover this briefly before I move on to Joy Reid and some other, uh, other hilarities from yesterday's news cycle. Folks, we're in a bad situation right now. There's no doubt. Inflation, the border dissolving, Joe Biden's incompetence. We just had the GDP numbers came out. The GDP number for the third quarter came out. It was a dreadful 2%, way below expectations. The employment numbers are bad. I'm not here to scare you, but things are getting ugly and you should be prepared. The Chinese Communist Party knows this. And the Wall Street Journal recognized this yesterday in an op-ed by L -L uh, Elbridge Colby saying the fight for Taiwan could come soon. He lists three reasons. The first two involve China, one, saying that they're going to prepare to invade Taiwan um, and or hinting at it. Secondly, they've arranged their military to do so. But he brings up this third reason that I've been warning you about, about why we could be walking into World War III. You think things are bad now, they're going to get far worse. He says, third, 
China may think its window of opportunity is closing. Many wars have started because one side thought it had a time-limited opening to exploit. Certainly, this was a principal factor in the outbreaks of the two world wars. Beijing may reasonably, reasonably judge uh, that this is the case today. Folks, they know Joe Biden is weak. They know Joe Biden is weak right now. I am afraid that Joe Biden's weakness is going to incentivize the Chinese Communist Party to attack Taiwan, which will plunge us immediately into World War III. We don't know what Japan will do. We don't know what Australia will do. We don't know what North Korea will do. You are talking about nuclear-powered uh, powers here, nuclear-powered adversaries. Folks, these nuclear-armed countries, I don't even want to think about what could happen. Here's another article in the Daily Mail you need to read. Why do you think China's doing this and not hiding it from the world? China carries out its first successful test of underwater explosives that could destroy U.S. ports after launching satellite-crushing weapons and a hypersonic missile. They want to destroy our Navy's ability to land on any of these islands. In that island chain, folks, they're doing it now. They're advertising it. They're letting us know. They're telling us what they're doing. Because they know Joe Biden's weak. Please keep your eye on this story. I hope I never have to say you heard it here first. Nice. Page two. The two-pager today. I want to get to this Joy Reid segment in a second. And if you're a federal employee, please listen up. The Democrats are not your friends. They are not your friends. They're looking at your money next. Okay. Just before I get to this article about the TSP and why federal workers need to worry, too. You know, I noticed how Merrick Garland doesn't give a damn, ladies and gentlemen, about political violence when it's directed at conservatives and people who don't toe the leftist line, including Democrats. Kirsten Cinema, they commit a crime following her into the bathroom. Uh, what was that, a month ago? I don't see anybody initiating an investigation on that because she's a Democrat who hasn't been playing along with the liberal AOC-type dreams. And Charlie Kirk apparently has been trying to host an event in Oregon at a number of hotels. Well, they can't host an event because five hotels have now canceled under threat from Antifa. Where's Merrick Garland? The answer is nowhere. Nowhere. He's the Agino, attorney general in name only. Here, Washington Examiner. You want to read the story for yourself? Hotel cancels Charlie Kirk event after threats of damage or disruption. New report, Matthew Miller, Washington Examiner. Where's Merrick Garland on that? I thought he was impartially enforcing justice. Yeah, you thought wrong. Charlie Kirk's a conservative. He doesn't give a damn about Charlie Kirk. What about that kind of political violence? Here's the article I was talking about. A friend of mine sent this yesterday. You a federal employee out there? You married to one? A lot of federal employees. You an FBI agent? Work at the Bureau of Indian Affairs? This is an article by Fed Smith. It'll be in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it. Federal government has a 401k type program. It's called the Thrift Savings Program or TSP. I was in it for a long time. Well, there's a lot of money in the TSP, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of federal employees. Matter of fact, there's almost a trillion dollars in there, $795 billion. Well, now politicians want the cash themselves. Oh, oh, you're federal employee voting Democrat. The Democrats are definitely in it for us. You are. Really? They're in it for you? So here's what they want to do. Because they can't keep their grimy, filthy mitts off your money. 
They want to take that $795 billion and make sure it gets divested from things that actually make you money. Funds that support our energy industry and things like that. And they want to divert it to social justice causes. Matter of fact, they want to create new regulations around making sure that happens. How's that going to feel when your savings get decimated? Because profitable investments in your retirement fund, the equivalent of your 401k, your TSP, because you're a federal worker, don't materialize because the government thought it was a bad idea, better idea to politicize said gains, move the money around into funds that lose money like a bunch of Green New Deal type AOC bartender dreams. I love bartenders. AOC just happens to be the dumbest one. Bartenders can be very smart. My parents owned the bar. We had Vinny there. He was a super bright guy. Great for advice. AOC was a bartender. AOC is not a smart one. There are dopey people in every industry. You want AOC managing your TSP fund? Get ready. Speaking of morons, here's another one. She is the gold medal winner in our dopey talking head media Olympics. Joy Reid had a meltdown last night on her show. Uh, I'm not kidding. Someone should seriously check on her. She appears to be in some form of cognitive distress. She did this segment last night. Ron DeSantis has her so delusional. Ron DeSantis lives rent-free in the hapless, delusional dunce Joy Reid's head every single day. Here's Joy Reid. Now that Florida has the lowest COVID numbers in the entire country and has had explosive job growth, Joy Reid wants misery for everyone because she's a liberal nut with 72 masks on because she's crazy. Throw that up, Key. There's Florida's numbers, by the way, yet last in the entire country in COVID cases. That doesn't mean Joy Reid needs more COVID and Corona because she needs a uh, she needs a boogeyman, a Michael Myers type boogeyman. Here's Joy Reid melting down over Florida last night because Joy can't handle the success of Florida, making her look like the buffoon she is again with her pathetic low ratings and her grotesque show, The Readout, which should be called The Ratings Out because nobody watches this moron. Check this out. On Sunday, the Florida Republican announced plans to offer unvaccinated cops $5,000 bonuses to relocate to Florida and join police forces there. Rolling out this perverse dystopian tourism ad to the COVID blue line. Are you big on ordering people to comply, but you hate complying with health mandates yourself? Do you dream of arresting people's ability to breathe while you arrest them? Well, pack up your potentially infectious self, your badge and your gun, and come on down to Florida. Take this taxpayer bonus money and enjoy constant interaction with vulnerable senior citizens you can breathe on. Every breakthrough case and ICU admission is the virus of freedom spreading. And don't forget to sunscreen. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Was that, I mean, was it supposed to be funny? I don't, I don't get it. Cause it, I mean, listen, I'm not a particularly uh. funny guy. I don't try to be, you know, Gutfeld can be very funny. That's his shtick. It's, 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 it's not, I'm not really a funny guy. Once in a while, I guess some segments of the show can degenerate into humor. I don't know if it's funny or not. I just, what was that fun? I don't get it. Was it funny or is joy Reed? Right. I mean, is she in such desperation for a show and their horrendous ratings? horrendous ratings and is she embarrassed no one watches her so she figures hey i might as well all go, go all in on the embarrassment i don't know i i really can't figure it out but there's a reason she's got the gold medal in the dopey media talking head olympics oh you got it you got the picture <laughs> that stock footage of joy when she won the gold thank you Gia, for i forgot we had that that's a good point all right last story of the day we're gonna run uh, but please do me a favor, go download 
the Locals app today. Follow me. I'm at Bongino on Locals. Subscribe if you wish. I put some videos up there for my subscribers in my community. I put a couple up last night. There was something I forgot to say on Fox News, so I put it up on Locals. And I did a couple workout-type videos yesterday. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, but not me working. I've been showing you my whole workout regimen, my routine. You probably get a tour of my whole house on Locals. Check it out. Download the Locals app. Follow me on at Bongino. Uh, oh, yeah, questions. Questions for tomorrow's Ask Dan segment. We're going to be taking them on locals, locals. So please comment on any of my locals posts, locals.com. We'll make a post about it on locals and just comment on it. We'll submit your questions. We'll also look at some rumble ones too. Just uh, we want to keep the rumble crowd happy too. You guys are great ladies out there. You're some of the original OGs there. One last story showing you how people like Joy Reid, Joe Biden, and the Democrats will do anything, anything to destroy you, your future, your pension, everything. So they had this tax plan. This Wall Street Journal has a piece called Fly-By-Night Taxation. They just kind of invented this tax plan. They were like, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. Ron Wyden threw it out yesterday. They want it passed by Monday. They have no idea what the tax plan is going to do. They just know they want to tax billionaires. So the gist of the plan is this. If we can get Jeff Bezos and Amazon and others, Jeff Bezos, who I can't stand, by the way, Amazon destroyed, destroyed one of my companies just because they didn't like the politics. It was amazing what they did. Amazon has been a cancer on humankind. But folks, they want to target people like Bezos and Amazon and say, hey, you're going to have to go back and sell your stock to pay a tax bill on its appreciation. You may say, good, go get them, Bezos and the billionaires. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, no one, no one disdains Jeff Bezos more than I do. But you ever think about this? Here from the journal, many billionaires hold their wealth in unrealized gains. Paying that bill could require Bezos to sell his Amazon shares in a way that could affect the company's stock price. That, in turn, would affect the 401k holdings of millions of Americans. So in the name of punishing billionaires, Ron Wyden would hurt the retirement savings of millions of non-millionaires. Imagine not only Jeff Bezos, but every billionaire in America holds significant stock in their companies, all selling and liquidating at the same time. I don't understand how getting a couple hundred billion out of them in a one-time deal Yet crashing the economy and the stock market, costing it trillions, how that's a good deal for anyone. I just don't understand it. I, I'm sorry. For as much as I can't stand these people, I have no desire whatsoever to punish people by cutting off my nose to spite my face. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Submit your questions for tomorrow. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to check out my Fox show this weekend. I've got a Halloween monologue in the beginning. I think you're going to like. Very creative. That tip to my uh, my production staff there. Unfiltered, 10 o'clock, Saturday night. Set your DVR, watch it live. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.